Welcome to Prince Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big, what's now, what's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Prince Among Queens. I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can at Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. And if you'd like to call in today, you can do so on 1-866-472-5787. All right. We have a special guest with us again today. It's a pleasure to have her on my show as my guest and as my friend. I've known and worked with this lovely lady for over 25 years. She has a voice that everyone knows. She's toured the world. Let's give a warm welcome to my friend, the fabulous Miss Robin S. Well, hello there. <laughs> Such a wonderful, wonderful uh, 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 greeting and stuff and all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, well, welcome, welcome. You look good. I know nobody else can see you but me, but you look good. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, to get right into it, you basically, like many, many others, um, you know, grew up and started singing at the age of five in the church choir. Um, I've got down that um, at eight, you started training with uh, the legendary Brooke Alexander. Yeah, I vocal, did. Um, my mom parent. was a single parent. I was raised by a single parent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, with that being said, you know, the, with the demographics and the, and the money flow, um, she couldn't afford vocal lessons and dance lessons at the same time. So one year um, I was picked up uh, by Brooke Alexander. Actually, I was picked up by Motown at the age of five. And um, they uh, were grooming me, you know, for a record deal. And part of the grooming part was um, spending time with Brooke Alexander in vocal training because he also uh, trained Melba Moore as well. And, um, you know, taking lessons for him. But I had to go through a series of lessons. And so one year it was vocal lessons, excuse me, vocal lessons. And then the next year it was dance lessons. And then the next year, you know, on and off. <laughs> so, you know, until we, we finished up. So that's where my training came from. Ah, great, great. Now, um, who inspired you to, to sing uh, growing up? I mean, what is there a specific mm. artist that... Yeah, it was a couple of artists. Actually, my dad used to sing for uh, the World's oh, wow. Fair. He was with a quartet and he sang, <clears throat> excuse me, with the World's Fair. Oh, um, that was one of my inspirations. And my mom, you know, um, used to be friends back in the day when they lived in a place called Dory Miller in uh, Queens with Nancy Wilson. Ah. So, um, you know, I, I, from her playing her music, I fell in love with her voice and the way she, her dynamics of her voice. Right, right. Yeah, we all loved her. We all loved her. Yeah, and, um, you know, from there, listening to Aretha Franklin, I listened, I grew up on all the older singers mm -hmm. and listening to the way they sang. And, and they were not a lot of, you know, they weren't a lot of riffers. You know, they, they didn't riff a whole song. They sang the right. song. And so that's what I grew up listening to. Um, as I got older, um, I was listening to the likes of uh, Aretha Franklin. Um, I love her scats and um, Phyllis Hyman, you mm -hmm. know, and that's that I fell in love, absolutely 
fell in love with um, Phyllis Hyman's voice because I could identify um, her tonality, um, the way she sang songs and, and Anita Baker and, you know, anyone that had like a, um, a deep voice, I could identify with them. Of course, I did Donna Summers when I sang with a band and, and I did a little bit of Michael Jackson. I did Michael <laughs> Jackson in every, every talent show. Every single talent show, I did Michael Jackson. So my voice was there. Um, but as I got older and matured and, and started understanding lyrics and, and the things that I like to sing, those are the people that I listen to. Wow, great. Now, I know um, uh, your mother was was one of your biggest fans. And I found I read this and I thought it was didn't know this about you. And I thought it was very cool. But that your mom, when you were 15 years old, that your mom rented a hall and had a one-woman show <laughs> featuring you so that people yes. could see her daughter and see the talent that you had. I mean, that's, absolutely. That's absolutely. amazing. That's great. Well, the thing that happened was um, with Motown, um, they presented my mother with a contract because I was singing in the church choir and the children's choir. And we would broadcast it every Sunday. And that's where I was picked up. And that's how I was picked up. But after the end of all of everything that um, they put into me, um, they presented my mother with a contract. And, and it was one of those old time contracts where we <laughs> own your kid, you know, and my mother said, absolutely not. You didn't give birth to her. You don't own her. And <clears throat> so we started from scratch. So it didn't deter me because I really didn't know the logistics of what was going on. Right. Um, she just said, I'll do it myself. And she hired a band. She got a band together. She hired the band. She had tickets printed. She rented out the club. And bam, there it was. Wow. That's there great. There it was. That is great. That's great that she did that. Now, I know during that time you were you were with a couple different bands. And then you were, um, I'm, I don't want to say became a regular, but one of, one of your, I'm going to say the last mainstreams was a band, I believe, called Top Shelf. And isn't that where you met Alan George and, and Fred McFarlane when you were with that group? Yeah, we have to say those two <laughs> some names. Some of these, some we? of these names we're going to talk about might not be oh, so wow. good, I mean, but it's uh, part of your history. And that's I, it is part of about. my history. I mean, and, so. and the fact of the matter, you know, with the truth and transparency, the fact of the matter is that um, those were two guys that I met through a woman by the name of Shirley Govan. So if I'm going to be truthful about it, I didn't know them. Um, I met them by way of a lady by the name of Shirley Govan, and she was managing um, a, a vocalist by the name of Dennis Taylor. He's the one that if you want uh, listen to the first album, the song, Who's Going to Raise the Child? He's the one that was singing that. with yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. And so I met them um, th through her and, I was singing in a club uh, at the time with Top Shelf. And um, she said, I have somebody that I just really need. I need you to meet. I need you to meet. So they came down the following night to hear me sing. And they said, well, we have a song for you. And I said, oh, oh okay. You know, not knowing, really not knowing too much about the industry. Because again, remember, my mom did all of the logistics. So right, I didn't right. know. I didn't, I really didn't know. I was green behind the ears. Oh boy, <laughs> was I green behind the ears. And um, I said, okay, fine. We went to um, the studio. Then the, I think it was that Tuesday night. 
and I heard the song and I was I was expecting this, you know, this nice slow balladeer, you know, I wanted to be a balladeer, <laughs> nice slow ballad song and and just calm and collect and I listened to the song and my first impression was mm, I can't do that. <laughs> they were looking at me I was like oh, no, I, can't, I can't do that I don't, I don't like this song I can't do that uh-uh. and they were like well just just try it you know and Shirley was like Robin just try it just no I don't want to do this I, I can't do that I, I'm not the, the closest I got to singing anything that was no I loved mind you a diva okay uh-huh. I love dancing to it but Big Fun, I loved that song. That was my jam. But singing, I never imagined myself <laughs> being in that position and being the one to sing a song like that, okay? And if you would have told me that, you know, growing up, I'd have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, not me, not me. Because, <laughs> I, you know, I went from church to R&B and then, you know, back in church and then, you know, the whole nine. But I, um, <laughs> it was so funny. They said, well, take it home. So I took it home. And I listened to it. I listened halfway through and I was like, oh, this is garbage. I ain't singing this song. You know, <laughs> that was my first impression. And so I called. He said, did you hear it? I said, yeah, I heard it. I don't like it. And that's, you. I mean, you know how I am, Troy. I, I, like, know. I, don't, I don't, don't like it. I don't like it. No. <laughs> so well, what about the song you don't like? I, it doesn't fit me. So I, they said, listen, just just learn the song for us and come back and 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 sing it. So I did that. I gave benefit of the doubt. Right. You know, I wasn't trying to be a you know, diva. Off the bat, right? Not off the bat, right? (laughs) I was just being honest. Um, And I didn't want them to waste their time. You know, I was still singing with the band. So I was singing with a couple of bands. So I I wasn't hurting or anything, you know, Um, nor was I desperate for anything. (laughs) Um, And it's quite obvious because at that time I was like in my late 20s, you know, Mm -hmm. my, my mid to late 20s. So I wasn't desperate to sell my soul for anything. So um, I had, uh, I took the song home and um, I listened to it and I said, okay, giving it the benefit of the doubt, I have to pull the song apart and I have to figure out where does my life fit within this song, within the words of this song. Right. And I word for word, sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph, I, it was some work that I had to do. And then I, I finally figured out what it meant to me you know, what, what the words really meant to me and, and how I was treated in relationships and, and how I'd been through some bad things and, you know, that whole right, thing. So, right. Okay. So I go back and now at this time, my kids, um, <laughs> my, my daughters, no less, um, they were like, okay, do we have to hear this again? Do we have to hear this again? I'm so sick of the song. And I said, well, this is a song I have to learn. So I went back, <clears throat> spent the whole week there, basically, um, back and forth. And then I spent the weekend there because it was time to record the song. And uh, wow, long story short, because I'm going on and on. But the bottom line is the week that I had to sing the song, I caught the flu. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, I really can't do this. <laughs> cannot do this I'm so and I was I was all clogged up I had tissue up my nose and the whole nine yards because I I was just so miserable so I slept until they got everything together and then I woke up and they was like okay I was like come on let's go let's go I can't I need to lay back down I need to go back to sleep and in my head I'm saying they're not going to ask me to sing this song again so 
I'm going to give it Do all that I have. One time and let one it One time it. and then I'm going to lay back down. <laughs> that was what was in my head. And that's the song that you hear now. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, show, you know, Show Me Love, which was the first single, which went gold uh, off of the album, Show Me Love. But um, uh, it actually, it originated, and here come some other names that we don't really want to mention, but we got to talk about because it's history. Yeah. It started in Europe, actually, in London on Champion Records with Mel. Um, and because of the success that it had over there, that's what caught the interest of Atlantic and Big Beat, where then they paired you off with, with Craig and Rich, right? Well, well, here, here's the deal, okay? The history of the song is we took it to Atlantic and uh, we took it to the urban department and the urban department was like, um, and I remember the people, but I won't name them. Um, she can't sing. We're not looking for that. Now, this was the black department, the urban department. Okay, there was I wasn't in a pop. Robin, I'm going to hold you for one second here because yeah. we're going to go already. Wow, that time went by fast for the first section. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we can continue on with that. Absolutely. And on our way out, everybody, you'll hear the song we're talking about called Show Me Love. We'll see you after break. on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, welcome back. We're talking with the one and only Miss Robin S. And uh, we were talking about the track Show Me Love and how basically that all came about as far as it's starting over there in uh, in Europe on Champion mm-hmm. Records and then catching the attention of Atlantic and Big Beat. And then, Robin? You- well, unbelievably, it started in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was taken to Atlantic, um, the urban department, as I said, the black department. And um, the comments were, she can't sing. We're not looking for anything like that. You know, she where'd you get sing. this trash? <laughs> right. We, where'd you get this trash? Um, I mean, there, was, there weren't good comments at all. So um, the, being the person that, that the Alan George was, um, being the person that Alan George was, uh, you know, he just said, you know, forget it, I'll try it somewhere else. And he sent it over to London. And, and it was introduced over there as Robin Stone. Right, right. So um, from what I gather from Stonebridge, um, Mel Medalli and Champion didn't do too much more with it and they shelved it really now mind you mind you it was the same vocals it was the music that just didn't move anybody so when stonebridge got a hold of it and he took the vocals and put hit put his spell on it then that's when it became oh my gosh it's everywhere (laughs) where has she been same vocals same person and then they started playing it everywhere overseas. And then the DJs from the States went over there to play and they brought it back to the States. So I had to go all the way across the water to become famous, to come all the way back home, you know, to look at people in the face and say, I thought you said I couldn't sing. I thought you said this was not good. And it was so funny because I remember vividly doing quite a bit of shows with Crystal, um, Crystal Waters. And, um, uh, it was it was phenomenal. It was just really phenomenal to hear your song being played on every single station simultaneously. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, you heard that song. You heard it everywhere. And it's funny on how, you know, American artists have to pop overseas in order to be popular here and i've That's never crazy. understood i've it's never crazy. understood the analogy of that i just but you know have. what overseas artists have to do the same they they have to do the same they're known over there amy winehouse um what's her what's her, sam um oh, yeah. and um oh, yeah. adele man they came over here and they just like blew up crazy they were good over there but they just went bananas for them over here they went back home and, and then they were accepted. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's the dynamics of that right there. I don't understand. But, you know, that's how that's how it happened, actually. You know, okay. and then so from there, you had the album um, Show Me Love in, in 1993, which also contained um, three actually number one hits, um, Love for Love and uh, I Want to Thank You. But there's this song and you had mentioned it earlier that um, caught my my eye and my ear. Um, and that's the ballad, Who's Gonna Raise the Child um, with Alan George and Fred, because that talked about parental responsibilities. Absolutely. That song is so now. That song is so, so now. And it is crazy how now that song is, <laughs> that, that it, 
I mean, I think it'll be so later too, you know? I think it'll be so later because it's funny. I mean, we go through this. This is what we go through. Right. This is exactly what we go through. And and um, parents go through this. Who's going to raise a child? You and I get a divorce. Why do you have to divorce the child? Right. You know, and, and, and that's forever happening. Yeah, it's forever happening. That's exactly. I was going to say that's that's a non, you know, a non-stopping thing. I mean, it's 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 current all the time. Divorce, unfortunately, right. and then the kids, you know, right, right, are right, they left behind. You're going to take them. What's you know, how? I mean, that? I love the song. I, I wish more people would listen to the song because they would. I mean, if you if you love children, whether you're male or female, you know, you have to have a heart because they don't understand what's going on. They don't know. They don't, they don't know. And they're not jaded. They yet. know. <laughs> or, or, and but that's why we have so many kids with so many problems thinking that it's their fault. Right. You know, and because as adults, we're not, we're not feeling responsible enough to talk to them, to sit down as mother and father and say, we'd rather end up as friends and co-parent you and be the best parents we can be, you know, instead of, all the bickering and, and you can't have them or you can't see her or where's my money or where's this and where's that, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember um, my parents, you know, they, they divorced and I remember when they were going through it and I mean, I hated both of them. You know, I had anger towards both of them because I couldn't understand why I didn't know why I was too young. And um, you know, as time went on and then like, I would talk to my mom about it and then I would talk to my dad about it, but you know, had, you know, in the beginning, them sat me down and my brother and, you know, explained to us why, you know, they were getting divorced. It's just not getting along. And, you know, they're still friends and they're, you know, going to be, you know, socially acceptable to each other, things like that. It probably would have been a lot easier, but nobody ever talks about that. Nobody talks about it. I I, I won't say no. I won't say no. one. I'm sure well, that most there people are, don't. Let's say. Right. I'm sure that there are some parents that, you know, realize that, okay, we thought we could make it as a couple, but we're better off as friends. You know, who wants to admit that when they're bickering? You know, who wants to, I, I, who wants to do that? You know? And so kids don't understand that it's not their fault. And so I just, that song is so relevant now and it will, it will be relevant until the end of time. I wish more people would listen to it. Hmm. Maybe we should look at redoing that and putting it back out again. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, this thing. But now to those people that said, you know, oh, she's crap and she can't sing and all that kind of stuff. The Stonebridge's remix version of Show Me Love peaked at number one on the Hot Dance Music Club play chart, peaked at number one on the dance singles sales chart. You also were on the R&B hip hop sales and you were number five on the Billboard Hot 100, as well as number four on the Rhythmic Top 40. So as well as doing all of that for the, for the lady that they said they couldn't sing, it also earned you a spot to perform at the American Music Awards. Yes, that was so fun. <laughs> I really, really loved it. Because you know what? I wasn't performing. I'm so, I'm so geeked right about now, right? I wasn't performing um, with um, dance artists. I was performing with all of the R&B artists that I loved to listen to right, at the time. Right. So I was so geeked about it. You know, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. But you know what? What the thing was with with me is that even down to doing shows, um, the record label didn't know where to place me when I was doing promos. You know, I would be doing promos with 
hip hop artists and I'd be doing promos with R&B artists and I would be doing promos with with uh, freestyle artists. So the label, <clears throat> even though they wanted to put me in this box, it was a little I, I wanted to bust out the box. And then it was a little difficult to keep me in the box because <laughs> some of the songs, you know, I, I have I have a a deep uh, rooted church voice, you know, when right. I get started. And, and so it's like, okay, well, she's not, you know, because it's so funny, Troy, a lot of people, even now, even really true house dancers and house people, they're like, she's not a house singer. She's a pop singer, you know, because my well, song crossed sing, over, that's why, you know, you so it, it, it's, it's different things. You know, I, I would never, um, I would never turn my back on it. Because that's the door that opened up for me. I will always right. have a great amount of love for for that community that took me in when no one else would. Right. Um, but there's so many other things that I do and, and so many other songs that I can sing. Um, and, and it's so it's it's a, a, a double edged sword, a curse and a blessing all at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm, I'm glad that I was loved and, and, and I'm still loved by the community, the LGBTQ right. community. Um, and and the house community, I'm I'm so thankful for that. But by the same token, it's like they want this is this. I feel smothered, like I can't I can't grow. You know, mm-hmm. when I started the industry, I was much younger, so everyone so everyone is allowed to grow, right? Everyone is allowed to evolve and mature and get. But I'm still supposed to be singing "Show Me Love" for the rest of my life. I'm supposed <laughs> to be 70 years old singing "Just Show Me Love" and that's it. You know, and I'm like, okay, people, please, can I please? Can can I can I turn can I turn the ripe old age of fifty now, you know, or or sixty if I want to, you know? But I mean, I, I have nothing but love for him. And for a while, Troy, honestly speaking, and living in truth and transparency, I hated singing that song well, because gonna... they wouldn't let me come out of that. Right. Like I I wanted to sing more. I wanted to do more. Well, there was and more I, to you. I, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to come out of it, and I was like, I don't want to sing this song no more. I don't want to do this anymore, you know. And then I had to, I had to do a reality check. Right. And my reality check was simply, you're not doing this for you. You're not doing this to help you. You're doing exactly. this to help someone else. Right. Um, and when people would come to me and say, you know, I was going through such a hard time in my life, and you helped me, you either helped me come out or you helped me you helped me solve a lot of problems that I had in my life. I had a one lady come to me because, you know, listen, when I came out again, here we go. Truth and transparency. I've never been a skinny girl. Okay. I've always been a <laughs> Except for your wedding. Woman. Except for well, your yeah, wedding. Man, for my wedding. But I, I didn't consider myself skinny <laughs> then either. But, but I've always been a full figure considered myself. I've always seen in the mirror. What I see is a full figure woman. Okay. And, um, when I was when I first got started, I was told by the industry that I had to lose a whole lot of weight because I would never be accepted. And I looked at them and I said, well, are they buying because I'm seen or are they buying this because um, what you look like. of what I heard, you know, what I sound like? And then it bothered me so much because I saw all these male artists. So, so my thing is, OK, why why you have these big, big burly guys, guys. <laughs> singing and you call them teddy bears. But for us, even though we dress neat and nice, we're disgusting looking. You know, that really burnt my bridge 
inches because I was <laughs> like, this is not true. I'm, I'm never going to be a size two. Okay. That's, mm, I don't come from that bloodline. All right. And so I was more determined to prove a point that I am more talented than what you think I am. And mm-hmm. I could reach more people being who I am. And, you know, God's been blessing me. God's been truly, truly blessing me. And over and over. <laughs> over and over. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Well, and, you know, for these people that, you know, have all those comments, I mean, here we go again. You know, your second album came out, which is called From Now On. The first single, Must Be Love, it went number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you wrote that um song with i believe michael michael o'hara who was no 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 that's not no no that it it must be love was a remake and let me tell you about the history of that really really quick um it must be love was a song that was supposed to initially go on space jams we're gonna talk about space jams too. yeah that was a song that was originally supposed to go on space jams and so you know i'm just singing i'm again i'm hitting notes that i'm like i'll never have to sing this again because it's going on an album and you know that's it it's going Mm -hmm. on a you know soundtrack and that's that well they liked it so much that they were like no we want this as our first single and i'm saying oh come on i'm gonna have to sing to the rafters again again (laughs) you know so yeah it was one of those songs that i gave it my all in the studio because i felt like i'd never have to sing that song again well, it was a great, it was a great, uh, a great track. I mean, um, and then, you know, on, off of that album, you also had um, Shine On Me and one of my favorite songs. Now, that's which, the song I wrote with Michael O'Hara. Shine On Me? Yeah. That was okay. my letter to God. That was my first letter to God, because if you listen to the words, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to be signed with the label anymore. I didn't want to keep doing this. And I just asked God to, to just shine on me. Show me, show me the way to go. Right, right. Well, we're going to take another uh, another break. And um, on the way out, you're going to hear a piece of uh, Must Be Love. So you'll hear what we're talking about. And on this album, I'm going to get right to it real quick, was the song Midnight, which I love. And I always ask <laughs> yeah, you to sing your it. Your favorite you song, I, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great track. But we'll be right back uh, with Robin S. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, welcome back. Um, yeah, it's it's funny on how, you know, these people, to bring it back up, I mean, you've had all this success, and yet they started out saying, you know, who is this person? She can't sing and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, those are normally the the people, the old people that sit behind a desk and haven't been out to a club in God knows how long or, you know, listen to the radio stations or anything like that. They have their own little box that they stay in. Mm-hmm. And then that's pushes. what they try to do. I call them pencil pushers. Pencil pushers. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good one. So for um, the second album from now on, you also, on that one, you worked with Todd Terry. And yeah. um, you got a track called Giving You All That I Got, which is the one that actually went on Space Jam soundtrack. Absolutely. And that song came from us, him producing another song um, that I was doing. And he had this, this, this beat in his head. And before, uh, while my background singer was going in there doing her parts, he said, listen to this. I got this. I got this. And he started playing a song, started playing a song. And then the hook came. I'm giving you all that I've got. The best part of me. I'll be there for you, baby. Just open your eyes and you'll see. And I started singing that. And, <laughs> and of course, it's in a lower key right now. But um, I started <laughs> no, that singing <laughs> that. And, and he was like, yeah, yeah, keep it up, keep it up. And so by the time she finished her background parts, I had already written a song. So we went right in and I recorded that song. She did the backgrounds for that. And then I did the lead to it. And it was it was over in one session. God, that's great. Now, it was Michael. It was Mike talking about how fast you wrote that song. It was Michael, uh, Michael O'Hara. That actually was the first first person that you felt took you seriously and helped you with you with your writing. I'm going to say Michael O'Hara will forever be uh, an angel in my life. I didn't even know. I, 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 write, po- I write poetry, first of all. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that I possessed the skills to put a song together. And I was telling him about my ordeal with uh, Alan George and Fred McFarlane and my ordeal with Atlantic Records and everything. And um, I mean, it's no big secret now, right. but um, I was telling him, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I, I'm, I don't like the way it's headed. You know, I just, I just want out. I don't want to do this. And I said, I just, he said, well, how are you really feeling? And so I sat down and wrote how I was feeling, <laughs> you know, and um, I, that was my letter to God. You know, you, you shine on me, show me the way to go. 
shine on me. You know, I just, I just needed him, needed a, needed a, needed a friendly chat with someone who I could trust. Had nowhere to go, but I knew your strength would pull me through. Never knew just how much you meant to me. You know, those are the things. Those were my right. thoughts and my well, it's feelings. Real. And, it's real. And, and I just needed him to shine on me. I needed him to show me which way I was supposed to go. And because he here it is that, you know, I left my job. Um, I have three kids. You know what I'm saying? I needed to know which way I was supposed to go. And he he entrusted me with um, the vocal ability and, and gave me so much confidence. That's why I say he will forever, forever be my angel. Yeah, because when this was all going down, I mean, yeah, you were um, you quit your job. You were a single mother raising three kids um, and um was that the time I believe that you were working um, as a secretary for the first yeah. African American mayor in Hempstead? Yeah, yeah, New York. Yep. So yeah, so you needed a little bit of guidance and and all that. In doing that, when all this took off and and you know you had the kids and all that, how was that for you having to go on the road? Because at that point it was like road. You had to do the road. Well, yeah, I had to do the work. Um, well, this is how it happened. Now let me tell you. Wrote a story about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> So I had the girls and, and they were, you know, of course, school age. Um, I had just had my son. And um, I, I know you have to remember this. Um, and um, I had passed the uh, sheriff's department test, the state troopers test as well. Mm-hmm. And I had to make a very conscientious decision as to which way I was supposed to go. Okay. Because at one point, I was working for the mayor during the day and my training for the sheriff's department was at night. Troopers didn't start. So I had to make a decision. Then all of a sudden I get this, Rob, the song is number, number 20 on the list over at, um, at top of the pops over in London. You better get yourself ready. Cause you're going to have not London, Paris, you better get yourself ready. Cause you're going to have to go to Paris. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, it's not happening yet. So I hung up. Next week, it was to say, Rob, it's, it's, it's at number 10, number 15. It went up every, every week, week it in, went up five, in increments of five. Wow. So by the time I had to make a decision again, now I got this coming. Like, it's going to be number one. You better start packing. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going to Paris. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here in the States, right? <laughs> had no choice because it, once it hit number one, you had to go on top of the pops right. to push the song. And that's where, you know, I met a lot of different people, but it was really hard because my God, I had just had my son. My son was born in January and I was out touring uh, at least by mm, May, June. Right, right. You know, so my sister took care of him for me and I would come home on the weekends. And I know you remember him getting sick. And I flew to San Francisco and got a call that he was rushed to emergency. And I had to fly all the way back home because he had gotten. um, Yeah, we had a show in Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've got uh, not to cut you off there. We've Uh got uh, a friend of yours and a friend of mine and a co-person on hold. Let's uh, bring on Evelyn. She was going to call. I love her, too. (laughs) I knew she was going to call me. (laughs) Evelyn, welcome. Thank you. Can you hear me? Hey, Evelyn. Hey, I wanted to just say, you know, congratulations (laughs) on everything you're doing, Robin. 
stay strong. And uh, I'm a big fan, of course, as you know. Me too. Freddie is too. <laughs> Thank um, you. But you know, you know what, Evelyn? Sure something, something yes. you never ever knew. Say that again. Actually, you cut okay. Off. When I was singing with the Top 40 band, your songs were yes. the songs I was singing. Aww. <laughs> Well, you know that your uh, everybody thought that, that your singing. song was my song. <laughs> and when, and when, and yes, that's what I'm saying. Because I had developed your, <laughs> your, your vocal tones as well because I was singing your song. So yes, of oh, course. Yeah, and show me love. A lot of people were like, yeah, it sounds like Evelyn. It sounds like But Evelyn. I thank you yeah, and I love you. Yeah, me to perform your song. I said, no, her name is Robinette. <laughs> 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 but I love out, you. We should come you. out singing each other's song one day, you know? That yeah, would we'll be fun. Show. That would be a whole lot of fun for me. That would be oh. a lot of fun. I think they should put us on that math show and then, yeah. you know, have us reverse. Oh, my know, God. Of course. Song. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for calling. I love yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. I love you. Keep up the good work. Good job, Troy. Love you both. We're just coming love back you to too. shopping. I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay, go back bye. To all right. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> that's funny. That's a real person right there. That's like that's, you, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that does it from the heart and, you know. Yeah, we, we do it because, you know, you have some people that'll do it for the fame. Right. You have some people that'll do it for the money, but we do it because we have a genuine love for it. Right. Right. And her, I mean, when she, you know, when she started at, at you know, what, 14, I mean, oh, she. yeah. Didn't know no different either. You know what I yep. mean? Getting thrown yep. in and, and oh yeah, know. I remember when she started because I was singing with with the band, singing her songs. <laughs> so yeah, I you know you know it is like that. Not to get off track or anything, but I always remember and I always give her a hard time because one of the songs, um, and I think it was "Love Come Down" or one of them, but she's in a pink dress and she's skipping in the Caribbean with a little basket and a flower in her hair, and I'm like, "Girl, look at you! Look at you right there!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. We laugh, but yeah. yeah. Okay, um, this we're just flying right through. We are flying. Another break already, everybody. So on this one, you're going to hear a track um, that Robin did called You Know How to Love Me from the fabulous Phyllis Hyman. And um, enjoy, and we'll talk to you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T Best Talent Agency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, we're back. Boy, this is just flying, flying by. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun. Another uh, uh, soundtrack album that you were on was called "Welcome to Whoop Whoop," and um, you had a single on that album, which everyone actually was saying that uh, you were the Gloria Gaynor of the '90s, and um, that track was "You'll Never Walk Alone." Which yes, was that was a Junior Vasquez. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, and and that's where. Um, I had uh, Janice Robinson come in and uh, sing background with me, not for me, because we both sang background. Right. And I tell you to this day, if you interview her about that song, the first thing that's going to come out of her mouth is, Chow, that girl worked <laughs> me to death. Because <laughs> I had her hitting notes that she was like, I didn't know I could hit those notes. I said, yeah, well, we had to do this. And that's another song that it was like, okay. Here we go. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. <laughs> when we had to sing it again, I was like, oh, my God, I really have to hit that note again. OK. All right. Well, let's do it. You know, you know, those notes, you know, people don't understand, you know, um, you do those notes because you, you, you it's not because you really want to, but you're feeling it in the moment. Right. You know, when you it's not so much recording it. It's just that you're feeling it. You're feeling the song in the moment not realizing that uh, this this is what they're going to be looking for every single time this song you have to sing this song you know so i have to mentally prepare myself when i sing show me love like right. when when the the beginning of the song comes on a dun, 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 I'm, I'm saying in my head they're okay, all waiting remember they're all yeah, waiting. right I'm, I'm, <laughs> the pressure is on okay always on is and i'm saying to myself <laughs> i'm saying to myself okay okay that's the note okay you got, remember you got to hold your breath you got to you got got think about it you got to think about it so when I, I and i'm you know i'm human so there are times when i don't hit it too right and i'm like wait a minute stop 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 we'll play it again that, that that wasn't a right note right there, and I'm I can't I can't I can't leave you with that. So we'll do it again, and then I'll hit the right note. I mean, I'm a realist, you know. I'm first of all, I'm a human being, okay. So I'm not a perfect pitch person, right? Okay, I don't consider myself a perfect pitch person. Maybe someone else does, but I do make mistakes, and my voice is not always at a hundred. So when I hear it off, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't leave them with that thought in their minds. I have to do it over again. So they'll know that, yes, she can really do this. You know, she can handle this, you know, cause that's the thing that people, you know, that's, that's what you leave them with. 
Well, and that's because you're a real singer. You're not singing over your vocal. You're singing right. live, completely right. live. There's nothing they wear that me you out. can rely on. Troy, you they know? wear me out. They wear me out. <laughs> I've been I there. I see out. It. I'm I so know. tired. <laughs> People don't understand, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes on stage. I'm done. You know, forget the heels. The heels are 45 Those minutes. Come off and, After yeah. 45 minutes, they got to come off, okay? <laughs> and if and if they look too cute and hurt too bad, they're off in 15. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, now, you've worked with, I mean, Junior Vasquez, David Morales, Todd Terry, Tony Moran, Smooth, the list goes on and on and on and on. Is there someone that you would like to work with that you haven't yet? Yeah, everybody. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot. We've got we've got a caller on hold. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you for that little note. And Anne, why don't you come on? I'm sorry to leave you on hold, dear. Anne, you there? That's okay. I'm yes, sorry. I am. Can you hear got, me? Yes, I can. Okay. How are you? Hey, Robin. Hey, Anne. I'm How well. are you? Hey, Robin. Hey, Troy. I'm doing well, <laughs> thank you. So excited to, that Troy's interviewing you because I just have to tell you that my kids, RJ and Eric, and I love, love, love your song, Show Me Love. Thank just love you. it. Can't be still. Thank and, you. you know, after all these years, it's still really relevant. And just like Evelyn's song, Love Come Down, it's going to be a forever classic. Well, it really I'm, I'm proud to be in the number. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was telling so Rob that you guys are going to come Go over ahead. to England when we do the show over there. Yes, I am planning on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but okay. That leads me right. to my other question. Are you, do you have any performances in the Bay Area coming up um, at any time after well, the pandemic? Probably after, after the pandemic. Yeah, after. Yeah, probably, you know, okay. after. We're looking forward to making up all the dates um, that, you know, we obviously missed or the, the areas that we obviously missed this year, you know, because of, of COVID. Um, but I think, you know, it's sad to say, but this this has sat us all down to make us regroup and, and reroute and, and rethink our strategies on how to make things work with our lives and and how to make things work with our professions and, you know, how to be better people toward each other. Yeah, Absolutely. it's definitely brought people Absolutely. together. And, and also it makes your fans appreciate, you know, the ability to go back and see you live. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard for us as well in a different way. Yeah, well, so, so I was, it's hard for me because, Anne, I'm telling you, I am driving my husband crazy. I am with these house <laughs> projects and honey do lists. It never, ever stops. OK. And I was told I was just told yesterday, you need to hurry up and go back on the road because you're ridiculous. <laughs> I have so many projects as soon as one is not even finished. And I'm like, OK, well, this needs to be done and that needs to be done. And we need to do this and we need to do that. And he's just looking at me like, OK, I wish you would just leave. <laughs> Girl, you got to go. Time for the road again. I do, yes. <laughs> I do have a question for you because I was listening to your interview and how you said, you know, I'm not sure I can do that type of a song and how you took every line and broke it down. In the song, Show Me Love, did you do that? And do you have a favorite, a favorite line in that song, a favorite lyric? Yeah. If you're looking for devotion, talk to me. <laughs> Come you with your it? heart in your hand because my love is guaranteed. That's me mm -hmm. all day. That's all I've ever presented was me. Yep. 
you know, in, in, in any relationship, one. in any relationship, I always tell them, you're never going to find another me. So do what you need to do, but you'll never find another me. I'm a one of a kind. Of. <laughs> Absolutely, you are. Absolutely. Well, I'm so go. thrilled that I was able to get through and talk to you, and and uh, I look forward to seeing you. I, I hope Likewise. I get to make it out to the UK. Finally I hope we you. all do. Yeah. Yep. We will. We will. If not, you'll see her when she comes into town. For sure. Do you so. suppose, would it be okay if I asked you to do a shout out to my son, RJ and Eric? Absolutely. This is for RJ and Eric. I love you. Thank you so much for the years of, of devotion and love and support. And so, baby, if you want me, you've got to show me love. I love you guys. Oh, oh my God. See, you even got that. I didn't get a shout out for my show. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank well, you Ann, so thanks much, for Robin. Calling. Thank you. Tell RJ and Eric okay. I said hi. We'll talk at you later. I will, honey. Take, okay. take care. Right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh, that was sweet. That was sweet. Nice shout out. You know, that reminds me, I should have everybody that's on the show do a little shout out. You know what I mean? For me yeah. and like keep them in, in the, in the, in the files and periodically yeah. play them in between, in between the breaks. This is. Hi, you know? this is. And hi, <laughs> this is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh God. Um, well, it looks like we, I can't believe how fast it's this gone, gone really, really fast. We have We're, to do a to be continued. It's, it's definitely a to be continued because yeah. I mean, there's still so much, um, uh, you know, to talk about and, 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 Things that you know you've it's the done. The Robin that, that people don't know. Exactly. Ex right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, I've got you know the question that I told you I was going to ask as far as you know like the favorite city show and song and you know and that's why like is there um and you had brought up like with Show Me Love at one point you were like I don't even want to sing this song anymore but you know you got to go out you got to do it but mm -hmm. you know everything changes with 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 what you're doing. Um, and, you know, as far as favorite places, there's always, there's so many. I remember the one time we put you out real quick before I have to say goodbye. Um, we put you over in Abu, Abu Dhabi and you called me because you were actually at the Prince's Palace. We thought yeah. it was the name of a hotel. No. Staying was... at the palace. <laughs> you called me and you're like, Troy, I'm at the palace. And there's a Mercedes with a big bow around it and the driver. Uh, so who's, <laughs> whose birthday is this? But that was uh, that was great. But Robin will definitely. <laughs> well, we have a, a to be continued moment. For yes, real. definitely, definitely. And and I I'm 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 glad you had as as much fun as I did. And I did. The listeners out there, I hope that you enjoyed it as well. And join us next week for another worldwide recording artist straight from London, England, Miss Rosala. And once again, my name is Troy Bronstein, and thanks for listening to us on my show, Prince Among Queens. See you all next week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week.